Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thanks for being with us. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Good morning, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. In On top in the latest newsletter, Tesla releases FSD Beta 10.69 with new occupancy network. They actually talked about this uh, technology at a fairly recent computer vision and pattern recognition conference. The occupancy networks predict volumetric occupancy of all things around a vehicle. The compute time is about 10 milliseconds from what they're saying. And this is designed, I think, if I'm understanding it correctly, to predict the movement of objects and allows unprotected turns and such. So tell us what your thoughts are here. Well, I, 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 I went and looked at the videos that people have been putting online of um, experiences with it. And um, yes, uh, most of them are Tesla fans and so on. So it may not be, there may be some selection bias here with respect to what I ended up looking at. But um, a couple of things really struck me about this. Uh, first was... Uh, was their um, their approach now to the deep learning? I mean, we've known for some time <clears throat> that, um, that the deep learning initiatives, as opposed to just uh, send, uh, sending images and basically regressing or calibrating the whole thing based on images, uh, one really should be looking at, at 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 sequences of images, videos, and of course in the whole. Uh, mathematics and and analytics of of doing that, uh, going from images, single images, to then then video streams, uh, has been somewhat of a challenge. And of course, their discussions with respect to uh, their approaches of now uh, using video streams to do basically let's in simple terms, the calibration of the deep learning models, the estimation of the coefficients that exist in these large dimensional um, uh, analytic representations of, of, the, of the scenes. Um, really, uh, of course, has caught my attention that they're actually doing that. And I think from the results of uh, then that implementation and certainly the videos that have been posted online, to me, it's very impressive uh, to the point where uh, when I look at some of the, uh, the, the comments from those that are doing the testing, it seems to me that the, that the car, that FSD is doing a better job of driving than what the uh, the ex expectations or the desires of the driver. I mean, like one situation, uh, it seems that the, that the, the driver's complaining that it's not making a left turn. Well, you know, there's somebody in the crosswalk. There's somebody, you know, that's, that's, that was approaching that crosswalk that's about to walk into it. And these must be designed so that, so that in fact, uh, uh, they are they are not aggressive. 
and 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 uh, and to have uh, you know some of these testers be you know oh my goodness it's not going fast enough or it's whatever or it's trying to it's trying to cross a double line and squeeze between two things that I wouldn't have wanted to try, but oh, it's not doing this. Come on, uh, you know uh, that's not uh, whatever. And uh, well, one, one one interesting scene, and we watched the same videos, was that uh, when there was a truck double parked on on one yeah, road, which was not I... a wide road, it went went around the truck, stopped appropriately, and then went around it without being. It, uh, it did it, it did it better than I would have done it, and and so on. I and 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 of course I would have stopped because it was a tight squeeze. Oh, there's plenty of room here. Oh, come on, what is what bravado is this? I mean, right now you know we're killing more people. We're killing more people on the roadways ways at a rate that is uh, what. Uh, what did we report? It's it's now 1.27 per whatever uh, vehicle miles. Where where ten years ago it, it was at 0.97, you know, almost you know 30 percent higher is the is the is the death rate on our highways. Why? Because there are people out there that are driving. Whoa! I mean, talk about misbehavior. And so, in a sense, um, you know, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised at what I saw. Um, and of course, it's not full self driving, so let's just call it FSD. And you know, I don't know. Say the F stands for something else. I don't know. SD stands for something else. I don't care. But call it FSD. Uh, but it's um, boy, it seemed to be doing a pretty good job. And no matter what it's called, you do have to be paying attention. Tesla does make that clear to the people who are buying this and and and, and using it. But I guess we're de we're dependent on those people not to, as you would put it, misbehave. Yeah, and and I think what what Tesla should do, and in some sense, it's really what it already does, is it 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 it, it does stop. And of course, you know, then the person said, well, why didn't it go? And so steps on the accelerator. Well, that's the person taking over. So it's, it's, it, it seems it's as if it is constraining itself uh, to a safe pro progression when it de deems that it has the right information to progress safely. And when it doesn't, it stops. And so in the sense, and, and it needs to absolutely do that. Now, to what extent it then allows the driver to override it and say, oh, no, I know better, man. I oh, look, look at my manhood. I can go out there and do this. Uh, then that's on them. That's not on this. If it really does that. Now, uh, you know, we haven't seen the, 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 the examples in which it thought it could do something and it doesn't and therefore has a crash. So let's wait and see, when, you know, as those videos pop out, there will certainly be some. OK, because how many crashes are there on a day? My goodness, we kill 100 a day on our roadways. More than a hundred a day, and it's not getting better, is it? And it's not getting better, and and it's not. I'm not saying that Tesla kills a hundred a day. Of course not. But you know, we as a whole, and so of course there's going to be some crashes. But it it seems as if 
it seems as if it's getting there. And I guess, you know, my comment is, is that putting this out for somebody to use and, and, and think that it is, that it can do the whole thing itself as in terms of getting that person from where they want to come from to where they want to go to without any intervention without any disengagements necessary and to do that safely is is asking an enormous amount of the general public who who tends to go from almost anywhere to almost anywhere else and of course one of the things they're doing in this thing is they're trying to change the route and so on my goodness hopefully uh, Tesla is out there computing a route from A and B to B that has in that objective function of picking that route among the gazillion ways that you could go from A to B, including a, via Beijing or something, um, picking the one that it can accomplish with the greatest amount of safety, as well as you know speed, comfort, and all the other things, but certainly safety would be. And in some sense, why there's this one left turn that everybody is so, uh, you know, enamored that full self-driving can do that. Why? Why? I wouldn't want to make that left turn, even though wherever I am on that side street, wanting to go, you know, to the left, boy, I may choose to turn right and, you know, make a U-turn someplace or, you know, uh, or go to a place where there is a protected left. I mean, who? I'm wondering about the 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 Department of Transportation that is even permitting that left turn to, to occur. I mean, there are three lanes in each direction, with a center median, without a stop sign. Okay. Now, I guess the reason there are three lanes in each direction is that at least at some time during the day, there must be a heck of a lot of traffic. And if there is a heck of a lot of traffic going both ways and I have to cross both of them, really? I mean, that's an invitation to, if we go back to the famous Joshua Brown crash, in which you know he's just cruising down with his with his autopilot on a nice afternoon in Florida, on not two lanes in each direction, and one of these you know center median things unprotected. And 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 now in this situation, it's now a truck making an unprotected left turn across that. It probably didn't see him coming. Who knows why the guy didn't pull into the gas station is sitting there broadside out of nowhere, you know, boom. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, you know, sure. Autopilot should have stopped. Yeah, of course. Sure. Uh, Joshua Brown should have seen it. Sure. But my goodness, these, these are very dangerous situations. Now, what Tesla has the opportunity to do in full self-driving is not only sit there and decide, you know, to stay in the lane, not in the lane, turn, stop, go, and all that stuff. It gets to choose the route to the destination from each point. 
And my goodness, if that route requires that left turn, that's the only way to get there. I don't believe it. Make the right, go out, go to a protected U-turn, protect the left turn, go around the block, come back the other way. Oh, but I want to make an unprotected left. What the hell with you? You do it. That's on you, the driver. You're the idiot. Sorry. Anyway, so what it tends to tell me or suggest to me that there are many pieces of this full self-driving that do work pretty well on certain stretches of road involving certain maneuvers in certain times. The question is, can one stitch those places where it does work so that one can get from an origin to a destination that actually serves some public good? If so, then you can use this to provide some mobility for somebody who can't drive. When you, when you have that ODD that we always talk about. Well, I mean, especially. One, one is designing an ODD. I think internally to full self-driving as well as, as any of these systems. I mean, as well as, as the, um, the, um, um, uh, the, the GM system, Super Cruise. You know, if you're on a divided highway, it will take you in there or whatever certain situations, it allows you to turn the darn thing on. It's defined, begun to define the pieces of the, the uh, ODD, the operational design domain in which this works, or at least that, that GM is willing to have the thing be turned on. And that should be explicitly de designed. And in fact, should only turn on in those situations. But now the question is, does that get anybody from where they actually want to come from to actually where they want to go to? It's a piece here, it's a piece there, it's a piece there, it's a piece there. But if you have to intervene, me driving or you driving in between, then, you know, it doesn't really, it provides a little bit of comfort and convenience, great. But it doesn't provide mobility. But it may be that even FSD 10.69 has enough of these pieces that you can, that they do stitch together to go from some ultimate origin to some ultimate destination and provide the mobility between those over the route, not anyway. Not down some riverbank, not up the, the, the Great Wall, not, you know, whatever. As, you know, what a Range Rover or, or I don't know, um, one of those companies wanted to show, oh, our car drives up the Great Wall. Great. Thank you. I do that every day. Okay. Right. But and, that's, and to me, so that's where we are, I think. And of course, we're going to be hearing more about this uh, the next AI day, which is just a, a month away now. Um, and you highlight a story here uh, in the newsletter about the Tesla Dojo and the AI supercomputer they have. And we're going to be seeing, I guess, a lot more about what's there now and what's to come. 
Yeah, and I hope it's besides not, a robot. <laughs> well, I hope it's not about the robot because I'm just I'm personally just not interested. Okay, I mean, you know, I want you as a friend, uh, Fred. I don't want some robot. What I want some robot shining my shoes. I don't know. I need a, I need a robot here. You know, uh, you know, bringing me coffee. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I just think that's. But anyway, that's where I'm coming from. But hopefully they they will talk more about dojo, which which when you start feeding these models with all these coefficients, especially when you then say you know we're going to be doing this over the time dimension, which is where the video comes in, as opposed to instantaneous. Which in fact, if we look at how we drive, we we drive not only in the spatial but we drive in the temporal dimension. We make anticipations of where we're going to be, depending on what we intend to do, and that's how we progress. And of course, these things have to do that, and the perception, anticipation over time has to be there. And as with everything going into the future, I mean, God, when she created us, she really did a great thing, I mean. She made the future uncertain. That means there are risks ahead. Okay. And guess how boring our lives would be if, in fact, she hadn't done that. Oh, I mean, I don't have to watch the Stillers preseason game at 430 today. I, I know they're going to lose. <laughs> and I know, Fred, you're going to win the, the, the lottery next time. I already know that. So it's not even <laughs> exciting that you bought a lottery ticket. I mean, I'd be, it'd be, All right. it's the fundamentals of, of uh, it's a really important aspect of, of, of living. It's what makes uh, watching uh, the SpaceX launches uh, still exciting because there is that little bit of uncertainty, but seems uh, it's to be so less and less. Boring. Right? I mean, last <laughs> night, I mean, come on, crash one so that I can, you no, know, so it don't gets it. No, 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 I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. That's amazing. I mean, look, what is, I mean, they stuck another one yesterday, last night. Yeah. I don't know. And early, earlier in the week, there was uh, the announcement of this collaboration between SpaceX and T-Mobile. Uh, they're going to use Starlink satellites to deliver at least some mobile phone, phone service, it seems, everywhere, which is a big, pretty big deal when you think about it, when you know, with the different emergencies and the dead spots here and there that uh, that they can solve with this potentially. It's an enormously big deal. But of course, one has to read the fine print. OK, right. <laughs> the bandwidth is going to be exceedingly limited. Okay, so if all of a sudden, you know, you think you can have a Woodstock in a dead zone and have everybody at Woodstock be on their phones, the answer is no, <laughs> don't even think about it. That's not full, what is it, uh, above and beyond. This is only partial above and beyond with right. short messages, with messages that, that, that don't require synchronization. Okay. If you're, because, if, you're on, because, if you're on a boat that's lost its power in the ocean, though, that can be pretty pretty nice to have. I well, suppose. it's nice to have, but don't expect it <laughs> yeah. to be instantaneous. Right. Because right. because the coverage of the satellites is not going to be right. continuous, and so this thing is resending right. as the satellite approaches, and finally there's one ahead uh, above. I mean, one has to really 
but my right. goodness, I mean, <laughs> in terms of, in terms of a, a branding and 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 a vision, uh, I mean, I'm just wondering what happened, what 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 Verizon is. Well, holy mackerel, we just got our butt kicked. May I don't know. I it just that that was pretty interesting. Yes, absolutely. So. We'll be back with more, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for a white paper. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there to help you make informed decisions. And you may know that ETFs can be a, a good way to spread risk with investments and focus on a particular category of stocks. That website again is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of Smart Driving Cars. Alan, the New York Times ran an essay from Edward Niedermeyer, a guest of ours on the podcast just a couple of months ago, headlined, uh, you want an electric car with a 300 mile range? When was the last time you drove 300 miles? He argues for more affordable EVs with smaller batteries. And I know some of the bigger vehicles, one particular brand <laughs> comes to mind, kind of drive you crazy. Like, why are they building these things? It, it is such a shame. I mean, you know, we here we are, you know, wanting to become a more environmentally responsible. And therefore, we're going to go to electricity, which, you know, you've got to do a lot of things to really deliver on on that environmental responsibility there the perception is there the the, the knee-jerk reaction is oh, of course you know it's free and it's the sun yeah right uh, but but uh, but then the way it's being used to reintroduce the hummer oh my goodness so that we can all drive down 295 or, or the new jersey turnpike in a tank and run everybody over I mean, it is it is so shame on you, GM. Seriously, this and, isn't, and this isn't the F one fifty Lightning, which has legitimate use for you know so many people use them for work and and uh, you know construction uh, or, or whatever whatever uh, happens needs are. Yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. it, but but it may be you know I one can go after Ford also. You know, I mean, really. Uh, uh, how much Holland stuff do you have to do? Maybe we should ask not only the when's the last time you drove 300 miles is that when's the last time you hauled stuff. Right. Okay. I mean, well, there, are, you know, there are people who buy pickup trucks for the, for the sake of having a pickup truck. A lot of people. Yeah. yeah because, because of course, you know, it's like eight passengers in there in those two rows of seats. They're so big and they're so wide and they're standing up there and, and, you know, and they're, and, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my perception of who the aggressors are on 295 or 95, but you know, it's not right. the folks in the Priuses or or the <laughs> or the um, or the Chevy um, uh, or whatever it is, Leaf or whatever it was, or that's Bolt. the Nissan Leaf and the Bolt, the Chevy Nissan Bolt Leaf and, and Bolts, you know. Uh, and, and I, it is. And yeah, and everybody wants to be, be, build a bigger one and faster one and whatever and, and so on. And, and, and 
Darn it, if, if the public is going to subsidize these things, which the public is going to subsidize it, then my goodness, it should, it should be a little bit more uh, choosy in which one of these things it subsidizes. Because to me, uh, you know, the perception of the Hummer is just wrong. Right. California, meanwhile, is banning the sale of, of new gas-powered cars by 2035, which may sound to me, to you and me, like a long way off, but 2035 is kind of around the corner, isn't it? 2035 is around the corner. I'm probably not going to make it. Who knows whether I will or I won't, whatever, whatever, everybody be happy, never mind. But, um, you know, I guess, you know, it, one would hope that it wouldn't require regulation because guess what? There are going to be so many people gaming the system. I don't know. I was thinking I'm going to set up a internal combustion um, uh, car um, uh, dealership in Las Vegas and have all the people from California come over there and buy the cars and, you know, put Vegas plates on them and drive them. I, I don't know how they're going to deal with this. Who, Whatever. Great. You know, go for it. But 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 my goodness, the way the response is really, do you want people to take a, a, a car that, that's been that's, that gets 30 or, or 35 miles to the gallon, a small car and have people go out and buy a buy a Hummer? Really? I don't know. I'm doing much for the environment there, are you? Maybe so, I don't think so. Certainly not the environment on the roadway. Gil Pratt, who heads Toyota's Research Institute, is saying no one really knows when fully automated vehicles will reach production. Hard to argue with that statement on, on its face, well, right? Right. I mean, we've been saying that they'll never do that. Okay. They'll never do that. I, I don't, I, 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 I'll still argue that they'll never, Toyota will never sell that to one of my children or grandchildren. Okay. Why? Because to do that, they are going to have to accept the responsibility that it works. I mean, depends on how you, you know, there. What term did they use? Full, full one. Right. Okay. You know, if it's a perception that this thing is going to drive me, or go to wherever I choose to have it go to. Okay with or without anybody in it, somebody has to be responsible, okay? Now, if that responsibility is on me, then, you know, then I'm going to have to buy insurance for that sucker. Right. And whether or not anybody, Munich Re or any, or, 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 or New Jersey manufacturer sells me insurance, then I can just say, uh, hey, car, Go to Fred's house. Give him a ride. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just go do it. Really? I mean, is anybody serious here? Not going to happen. And what we're talking about here is not necessarily the technical capability, but the the legal responsibility for the for this vehicle. It has to be a market. Just because you can do things doesn't mean that you're going to do things. Where there's a market to do it, because because you've got companies like Waymo and Cruise that are that are out there providing driverless. Well, yeah, for, for rides an, to people. 
Sure, there, so yeah, there may be entities that will do it. There may be you know, entities that feel that, that in their business case, the risk, reward, profitability, all the things that one takes into account when one builds a business, they go out there and provide a service. Yes, here's a lemonade stand, here's lemonade, you'll enjoy it. Sure, but as an individual, right. having one of these things, that really drives itself that I send, why would I buy one? Because guess what? Somebody's going to figure out how to do a lemonade stand that takes into account the economies of scale of the cars that you have, we, I have in my driveway sit there. I mean, it is unbelievable. I have a 20-year-old car that has 53,000 miles on it, okay? I don't know what the average speed I drove that car at, but I don't know. Pick a number. That car has been in use, what, 1% of its life? That's the productivity of use that, that we make of some of these assets, and in the end, you know, there is, I mean, a bunch of people really have, have costs that they trade off on these things. So somebody who can make much better utilization of the capital asset by a bunch of people will be able to offer probably a heck of a lot better service, a heck of a lot cheaper than me doing it myself. So the personal ownership of these things, other than, you know, I own a train. I have a train right up here. You know, don't ride in it. Okay, maybe I'll put one of these, you know, these things, you know, on a mantle. But when it comes to mobility, which a lot of these folks that talk Toyota, I mean, they they haven't thought about, they, they've thought about the, the capital asset, the thing, okay? as opposed to what the thing does. This holds coffee. The car provides mobility. It provides improvement in my quality of life. It provides, it goes and, and takes me from where I don't wanna be to where I wanna be because I'll be a happier camper. That's why I travel. That's the value of the car. Not as, hey, look, man, look at that nice logo on that sucker. Who and all the names. Whoa, my goodness. No. <clears throat> Come on, Toyota. Well, Wake they do up. have, they are, they are involved to some extent with partners uh, that, that we know. Um, I hope so. In, but in, boy, in, if this is coming from the top, then I really have to wonder about that. You know, I mean, <laughs> my goodness. They haven't thought about it's mobility. You're in the mobility business. You're in the mobility business. I, I, I think people buy you because of the mobility you provide. Sure, we buy a few other toys. And maybe you only want to be in the toy business. Let's find some folks who want to be in the mobility business. Tesla, meanwhile, has sent a cease and desist to Dan O'Dowd and his Dawn Project, which has been running ads attacking Tesla's full self-driving. Uh, 
the accuracy of those ads has been called into question by by some or or, or many. So this this is a an illegal battle that's going to go on for a bit, probably, right? Probably, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, we're living in a time where everything you please people, whatever I say, you have to take you have to take with a grain of salt, probably, you know. Everybody's coming at these things from who knows what direction. <sighs> well, Pittsburgh <laughs> is testing a program to provide free transportation. Talk about mobility, Alan. Yeah, no, I, I, that's why it's there. Yeah, that's why I free put it transportation there. <laughs> for lower income residents. They're calling this a guaranteed basic mobility program. Eligible participants will be able to ride buses, light rail, bikes, scooters, or order a zip car for free. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess, I guess I have, to, I have to go back to English class to understand what order a zip card for free. You know, you have to go. I mean, we, full self-driving FSD. What does it mean? You know, uh, whatever. I mean, what do these? Things, I don't. If. <laughs> If they're allowing these folks to use a zip car, that's that is not only basic mobility, that is that is high quality mobility. Because that'll allow those who ha who have a driver's license at least to be able to go, you know, from many places to many places when they want to go, which is not what bus service provides, which is not what 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 trolleys and streetcars provide which is uh, maybe your scooters but the range is you know what okay my goodness that is fantastic i mean no, i, 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 I don't know think, if there's like a monthly allotment of dollars per person who qualifies how it's going to work we don't know yeah, yeah we don't we don't know what the fine print is on that one of course and, and everything has fine print we understand but it said low income looking for a job i hope that that it has to go beyond looking for a job to having a job and being able to get to the job oh my goodness i get to use my zip car to go to the interview to the to the robbinsville new jersey context uh amazon distribution facility get myself my whatever dollar an hour job because they desperately need me and then of course i can't use my zip car anymore to get there so i can't get there and whatever they're paying me um yeah it's it's certainly more than i was earning but it still is just barely enough for me to feed my family uh, so i still need the mobility so pittsburgh this sounds like a fantastic thing that you're doing but to me, it sounds almost too good to be true because, or, 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 man, Zipcar is like licking its chops because every Zipcar in the nation now is going to go to Pittsburgh because yeah, I was raised in Pittsburgh and I guess I was one of the poor, whatever, never mind, that was fine. Um, you know, I hitchhiked to work, but anyway. But but wouldn't this story. be an ideal scenario if there, that kind of funding is available for the kinds of 
mobility that we've been talking about for Trenton and others. Absolutely. 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 If the public sector wishes to pay for that, absolutely. But I think as, as having zip cars available to people who can drive them, absolutely. Then there's a whole question of the folks who can't or don't want to drive that still need the mobility. And of course, that's the young, the old, and others. So there are situations in which you'd like to be able to provide them mobility too, which is you know how we argue that the driverless bit is the way to do that. Otherwise, you know, Zipcar, if you can do that, gets you halfway. We've always known that we could give people cars, okay, or make cars available to them. But but if 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 the car again is only going to be used by one individual, in other words, if I can get access to the Zipcar, I'm going to grab it, and then I'm going to take it home, and I'm just going to keep it for a month or something. I don't know. Do I only get it for 15 minutes? Or it, again, details of the program of, of that. But if you can find a way to have that zip car really be shared so that the asset cost of that, of that hardware in the provision of the mobility is inexpensive, of course you want to do that. Of course, but the the key thing is the sharing. And, and, and it's not just the sharing of the, of the asset by the individual. It's also the opportunity to have two individuals share the asset and going someplace. So it's the ride sharing, not just the sharing of the vehicle. That, go, that, that is a second dimension that unlocks the, the economic opportunity of sharing. And if you can put those two things together, then you're really at almost, you know, almost zero cost. On that topic, Alan, Waze, uh, Google's Waze is shutting down its six-year-old carpooling service, blaming the pandemic, according to The Verge here. Well, uh, I'm biased here because I don't like Waze, okay? I just thought that, that, you know, in the initial days of Waze, the key selling point of Waze is that for everybody to report where the, where the police were, were having a, 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 a radar speed trap or, or or a, 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 drunk a driving test or something like that and warning people about that. And I just thought that was sleaze. Okay. And, and, you know, for us to all go around and play cat and mouse games as to, you know, let's misbehave because we know where the police are and nobody's going to stop us. It's just to me so wrong. And I guess I've never gotten over that. And I was just shocked when personally when Google bought ways. I mean, I come on. I mean, you know, the the interesting thing was at, at that time that, that in Europe, you know, there there are what they call black spots, where where they have speed cameras uh, to basically do this. 
and, and they have police out there with but but the approach was to, to make the information available to everybody the objective it wasn't this cat and mouse oh yeah the police there they're hiding and whatever and the police have to hide to be able to do why because this these are places that they really want you to slow down they weren't trying to entrap you and therefore encourage those that were doing turn-by-turn -turn navigation to put that information out there to the driver to alert them, look up ahead, we're really serious about the, the speed limit. In this section, we're really serious. But this is, wasn't what Waze was doing. Waze was doing it so, hey, you know, wherever they put the speed traps and we're gonna play this cat and mouse game against, against law enforcement. I just, I anyway. And here, you know, now Waze tries to do something good with carpooling. We're trying to share mobility, make better use of the infrastructure, do save the environment, do all the good things, and they fail at it and throw in the towel. Anyway, I'm biased here. I don't like them. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition now. <laughs> But they, Although, there are... Fred, one, one other thing, Artemis is supposed to launch oh, in a day or right. so, and I guess we should, uh, you know, we're all going to be, be well, equal, equal time, right? <laughs> equal time. And, and my goodness, uh, just hope it's successful. Right. Just hope that thing is super successful because, because it will really be embarrassing if it's not. And it's, it, it, it has to be, it almost has to be. Now, if I was SpaceX, I'd be out there helping them, making sure that they're absolutely successful in that one. Because, uh, and as successful as SpaceX has been in its launches, recoveries, initiatives, and 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 what really much of the of the uh, uh, private sector space industry has been certainly. Uh, um, Bezos has been successful and Branson's been successful and all the things that they've tried and whatever have, have, have gone well. Let's just hope that the, the public sector's initiative here goes well, too. Well, we, we do need and they need a, a healthy NASA, don't they? We, everybody needs a healthy NASA and, and, and a successful NASA. And the success of NASA these days, if one sits there and looks at the at the James Webb telescope images, my wow. goodness, what a success that thing is! Oh, it is just. I mean, the the, the yeah. shot of Jupiter that was out this. A few days uh, the ago. the shot of Jupiter, the the, uh, the the images that I'm I'm still trying to find the best site to be able to go and look at the images. There have been a couple of sites that have put side by sides, interactive side by sides, uh, Hubble and 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 Web, and you can just sit there and and just see with your own eyes the improved uh, resolution and it just boggles the mind i mean it just it just boggles the mind you have to point it somewhere to see where that tesla roadster is <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in deep space it, it probably well the, the, i'm sure they know it I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's an object being tracked you know all those objects are tracked Sure. We, you know, we know where everything, we, we know basically where everything is that we put up. 
I mean, it has to be because they have to, they have to, they have to compute collision probabilities, especially co collision probabilities with the, with the International Space Station. Sure. And so, you know, and given orbits and given that it pretty much, it's pretty much F equals MA in those situations. So there is, there is relatively little, little perturbation, although the sun and whatever does provide the, some perturbation to those orbits. But, um, you know, it's pretty much, and you, you have to sit there and, and, and compute those things going into the future. We talk all kinds of mobility, don't we? <laughs> we talk all kinds of mobility. Yeah, I mean it's yeah because because especially especially there, um, you know, if if you have the intersecting orbits, the the, the collision velocities are can be so great that it doesn't take much mass in which uh, in which the energy transfer of that collision is like non-trivial. Hmm. Absolute, <laughs> which sure. is which is a reason why you know in a sense if we really want to do in, in, interstellar you know oh yeah let's go at two tenths this the speed of, of light you know we're you know we maybe it'll only take us like 10 years to get there or 12 years to get there whatever the only problem is it's, is that if you have a collision with with something small going at uh, you're, you're going at at uh, at two tenths the speed of light this way, and this thing is going who knows what this way, or whatever, and you have a oh my god, the collision velocities. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble. Uh, we can basically not have any of those. Oof. <laughs> Interesting way to think about uh, collision avoidance. <laughs> uh, collision. Best thing to do in collision avoidance is go slow. <laughs> okay then you have the, uh, the opportunity to miss and if you don't then not much happens <laughs> well thank you to our sponsor the smart etfs smart transportation and technology etf the ticker symbol for the etf is moto and you can get more information at motoetf.com technical support is provided by carts the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. You can find us, of course, at smartdrivingcar.com. Wherever you turn to for podcasts, you can find us, too, and smart speakers can play us. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe. And uh, enjoy the upcoming launches this upcoming week. It should be exciting. It's going to be like 1969 um, all over again, maybe. Uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I thought of flying down to, uh, to Florida and watching the launch since I was at the um, Apollo 11 launch. So, um, but um, I guess I'm not going to do it. But who knows? Uh, if it gets delayed a day or so, I, I may, I may do it. Do it, Alan. Do it. <laughs> I, I should do it. Whatever. <laughs>